Okay, folks, this is Ryan Orr with your second only Mountain Matters bonus cast, where we dive into a deeper local issue or interview a community stakeholder or local artist or personality. In this case, we are going to interview a couple of leaders from Barwa about a very important project that's going forward in the valley called Replenish Big Bear. If the audio is a little off in this one, my apologies. The original audio file got wiped uh, by something I did while cleaning my computer, so uh, I had to extract the file from the uh, iPhone that I was actually filming the interview on. So my apologies, but I think it's very important information that you need to hear, and uh, hopefully it's quality enough that you can make everything out. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we are here with David Lawrence, General Manager of Barwa, and Bridget Burton, Management Analyst of Barwa, and they are both the uh, valley-wide experts on a project that has been much talked about over the years, Replenish Big Bear. So we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on that project to hopefully help folks understand it better and where we are in the process, um, the cost of the project, the cost of not doing the project, and everything in between. So welcome. Thank oh, you. thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being here. So we'll just dive right into it. Um, I imagine you'll want to take this one, David, but if we can explain in a nutshell, without getting too into the weeds for people, what the project is. Because I know it's been talked about and attempted over the years, but... Yeah, it actually has. In the 70s, they actually considered a similar project to this. Um, but in a nutshell, um, the Replenish Big Bear project is a recycled water project. Um, we're basically going to reclaim uh, the wastewater and um, clean it up to above drinking water standards. Uh, we're going to send it over to the lake uh, to replenish the lake. And then some of that water is going to be transported up in the Sand Canyon and um, replenish the groundwater up in Sand Canyon. Very good. Uh, and what, if anything, do people need to know about this iteration as opposed to when it's been presented or proposed in the past? You know, I think in general, the reason that this project has actually gotten as far as it has is probably the, the public support and the support of the um, boards in the valley. So the city council, the uh, CSD's governing board, MWD's governing board, and then, of course, our governing board has supported this project beyond, um, beyond comprehension on, on how important this is to our valley. And is that something that wasn't there in the previous attempts necessarily? I, I don't think there's been a valley-wide support as, as it has now. I think that's the, I think that's the big difference. Um, you know, one of the things when I actually came here to Barwa um, back in 2017, that was one of the things they specifically talked to me about was championing this project. Um, that was really important to them and really important to the valley, and they wanted to see this project actually move forward. So, and what is happening to the water now? If, since we haven't been actually recapturing it and keeping it in our watershed. So currently, right now, we treat it um, to a secondary effluent, um, which is basically we clean it up to a, a, an acceptable level for the regional board and we ship it down to Lucerne Valley, and it actually is spread down in Lucerne Valley for um, for crops. Um, down in Lisserm Valley. So basically it's spread down there. So, and I think I heard you say this at a meeting, uh, about 35 billion gallons we've shipped down? That's about right, about 35 billion gallons uh, to date. 
And that started in 1980. 1980, okay. Uh, And what would the valley, and this is a kind of a hypothetical, but can you imagine what the valley would look like had that not happened and we had had captured all of that water from the beginning? You know, it's hard to, it depends on how you would apply that water, right? If you applied it to the lake, um, there was uh, talk about putting it into Baldwin Lake. There was talk about recharging into the groundwater at some point in time. Um, so, you know, obviously the effects of water sustainability would be huge if we had kept that water up here. Um, I think long-term wise, there was in the past, there's been some um, water restrictions, uh, some building restrictions on the valley because of water. Um, and so I think a lot of that stuff uh, may have looked differently um, at the, at, had this project taken place back in the 70s. And obviously, back then, it would have been a lot cheaper and um, probably a lot easier to accomplish back then. So let's talk about that uh, briefly. What is the cost of the project currently? Uh, currently, the, the construction cost of the project right now is estimated to be about $71 million. And has that changed a lot over the past few years? It has. It actually has. I mean, we've seen, obviously, with the recent economic uh, impact due to the you know COVID and cost escalations, that has changed quite a, quite a bit. Um, I think uh, I think it was back in 2018. It was I think it was estimated 44 million. Is that right? 56. 56 million in 2018. 2018. It was it was 56 million, and so. And the other part of it is that, you know, obviously we've gotten some refined numbers because it was more conceptual at that point, the project itself. And we've gotten um, more direction from the regional board on exactly the water standards they want to see before we can put it into the lake. So there's a significant cost, it it would be fair to say, to not striking while the iron's hot. I mean, it could keep going up significantly. It would definitely go up significantly. Um, and, you know, I mean, given the idea that this is our only alternative to um, keeping water sustainability in our valley, you know, it's really obviously the, the we're going to do this project someday. It's just a matter of when. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, California is a um, state that is subject to large droughts, large Time frames of droughts, right? We've established that over the years that that we see these you know, droughts happen. Not only in California, we've seen in Nevada and Arizona and those kind of things. And a project like this obviously is huge, has a huge impact on our valley and our water sustainability up here. Richard, I'm going to jump to you briefly. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how the public has been educated on the project in general? Some of the outreach. I know there's a website. We do have a website. It's replenishbigbear.com. We also have social media pages on Facebook and Instagram that we push information out to. We have a newsletter for Replenish that typically comes out once a month right around our Barwa Governing Board meetings. We are going to be doing a pilot tour in an open house on July 19th from 3 to 6 for the public to come and see the pilot equipment. Uh, We'll have tacos, so hopefully you come for the tacos and stay for a tour. Um, and so we're pushing that information out as well uh, with the Grizzly, K-Bear, newsletters in the Valley. We've uh, emailed and sent information to a bunch of community groups that have shown interest in the Replenish project. So we try to get the information out to where people are reading it or hearing it or seeing it. And so if you'd like more information, it's on replenishpaper.com. 
And do you need to RSVP for that open house or you can just show up and just show up and have some tacos. Um, all right. So, so we, we know the cost of the project. What is it going to cost residents? So in general, it's going to be around, we think it's going to be around between 220 to $250 per EDU, somewhere in that range. Per year. Per year. So each residence will pay about that um, for uh, this project itself. So walk me through what the future looks like without this project, if for some reason it didn't go through. So, I mean, obviously we would continue to pump the water down to Lucerne. Um, and we would probably be able to do that for a while. Um, we already have quite a few indications from the regional board, and that's the Colorado Regional Board, that at some point in time, they're going to put additional requirements for treatment process. So we know there is a version of this project coming either way. Um, it, that version of the project, though, would be sending it down to Lucerne, continue to send it down the, uh, to Lucerne, but with a higher treatment level. So we're thinking probably a tertiary treatment level, um, which is just uh, basically a step below what we're kind of, uh, we're planning to do now. Um, and that, you know, that right now, I think we've estimated that about $30 million. If we had to do that project today, um, it would run us about $30 million to, to um, achieve that piece of the, the project. And we know that project's coming. So we think, you know, I, we know this is, you know, obviously significantly more, more money, but we know that either way we're we're in it we're in it to win it either way, and the the actual physical like aesthetic impact that residents will see once completed if completed, um, I know I've heard. Oh, no, when completed? When? We want to well, say let's, when. let's say when. Well, I did say I said it's if when, and when. when but okay, when. 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 when? Now let's let's just be clear. We're 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 doing this project. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you maybe you don't know, but I I will I we will stop at nothing. We will get it done. I appreciate that. I mean, it's just uh, enthusiasm. The way it yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, so what are we going to see when it does happen? I know I've heard you say four and a half feet could be added to the lake in a low water year. Um, it'll give us 500 acre feet per year. And for those that don't know, I like to explain that. Like, uh, you know, an acre foot is basically covering a football field worth of water up one, to one foot. One, yes. Okay. So give you an idea. Um, we treat about uh, 2,000 acre feet a year here. And um, I think they're estimating that uh, the plant will be sized, the new plant will be sized to, to treat 2.2, uh, there's 2,200 acre feet, basically. Um, and to recapture everything that we have today and that we plan for the future, for future growth. Um, the aesthetically at the plant, there'll be obviously uh, a few more pieces of equipment. Um, there'll be a large footprint of new equipment that will be placed out here. Um, but for the lake itself, you know, we know that on average, the lake will go up about 1.7 feet on average. Um, you know, and, and that means, you know, throughout the years of, of, of using, uh, utilizing the project itself or the project's, uh, water. Um, and then on drought, on the times that we have drought in our community, that lake will be about four and a half feet higher. Um, and so you'll see the lake, the lake footprint, you know, it's kind of a cone shape. Um, the lake itself is set up as a cone. So that's why, you know, this project during a drought uh, season that uh, this drought would have such a higher impact during the actual drought season. I'm curious because we had such a wet winter and such an intense winter, which is not normal because right. we went through 10 years of drought before that. 
does it make it harder to sell a project like this to the public now that they're like, hey, we got all this water? You know, I think people understand, especially long-term residents understand um, that we've seen these cycles go on. I mean, you know, um, MWD and the general manager there, uh, Mike Stevenson, will tell you that about every 10 years, the, the lake fills and spills. That's a pretty, you know, on historic um, numbers, that's what they have on there. You'll see it above in their boardroom. You'll see that go on, you know, on a chart. Um, so I don't think, I think people understand that in general, that this is a project that, you know, will still have that long-term impact. And yeah, we saw, you know, it's, I think it's, I think the lake is down to about six feet below full mm -hmm. right now. Um, and it was 16 roughly when we began the year. So, you know, obviously it's come up 10 feet, which is awesome, right? But I think, I think people understand overall the long-term, you know, impact of drought and water sustainability is really important, not only, you know, for our valley and California in general. So uh, I, I think they'll, they understand. And, and we know that our um, aquifers in the valley um, see that kind of a, see the impact of uh, these droughts. Uh, and, and we know that this project will help those aquifers over time. Well, and let's talk about sustainability briefly. What what does it mean, um, you know, hard numbers wise for, I mean, are Bridget's kids, kids going to be able to see a difference because of this project? Is it putting our sustainability and room to grow as a community out in so many years? Yeah. So, I mean, if you figure that right now we use about 3,000 acre feet a year on average of, of drinking water, uh, that's what we pump out of the ground. And we're going to be able to you know, we're going to be able to capture back 2,000 acre feet of that water and then pump up 500 acre feet into um, the aquifer and recharge the aquifer, which is about 20% of our drinking water. That's a huge, you know, that has a huge impact on the availability of our groundwater, uh, long-term sustainability. So I, I, you know, definitely Bridget's kids, my kids, um, our, you know, our grandkids, they'll see the impact of this project long-term wise. And I think, you know, it, it basically puts us for, you know, for long-term growth and long-term sustainability in this valley, puts us in, in a really good spot. Well, and it's important to note, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Big Bear relies solely on groundwater. We don't have any access to any state water project, Colorado River water, any kind of uh, supplemental water supply. Yeah, there, there really isn't any other water supply source the closest um, water supply source would be down in in uh, um, in uh, Lucerne Valley. Is the state water project uh, pipeline is down there? Um, they do have that, you know. But pumping that up, we already looked at that project. It's it's you know two hundred million dollars to pump water up to this um, you know up to this valley, and on top of that, you have to figure. You know, if, if that state water, the state water, I don't know if you recognize, but the state water during this, up until this last few months, the, the state of California put a 5% restriction on the state water, meaning that whatever allocation you had, so if we bought 3,000 acre feet, right, we have a 5% allocation. Well, 5% of 3,000 acre feet is 150 acre feet. Not really something that's going to help us during these droughts situations, right? So, you know, it really doesn't really help us to even have an, uh, you know, another source, especially like 
the, the state water project because during when we need it, so do they. And so we really, it really wouldn't um, give us any value uh, to, to purchase state water. So Bridget, you've been out there in the community, you've been monitoring social media, you run the website. What are some of the arguments against the project that you've heard from community members? When I came here in 2018, the biggest concern was more of an East Valley, West Valley concern. Since the lake is in the West Valley, they were people of the East Valley were concerned that West Valley residents were getting more of a benefit. So that was one of the concerns. The other concern is what you've already mentioned. You know, the lake is full right now, so why do we need a project like this? So when we're out there doing presentations to community groups or school presentations, like we just did a few at the middle school, um, even the kids are bringing these subjects or these comments up and these concerns. And so we have been addressing them. You know, David's already, you know, addressed both of them today. Um, but those are probably the two main concerns that we've heard. Most of our comments, though, are really positive. A lot of our community members are behind this project. They want to help move it along. They want to know more about it. They want to know how they can help push that information out to other people. And so most of our comments, I think, are supportive. There's one thing I wanted to touch on briefly, and that is there is an endangered species involved as well. So Either one of you can yeah, there is an endangered species involved as well. Well, there's, I mean, obviously, habitat is a, is a big um, component of our and you know, long term sustainability of our valley and those kind of and the environmental um, piece of this project is huge, right? But there is an environmental, I mean, a, um, endangered species. It's called the three spine stickleback, uh, which is basically um, it's out in Shea Meadows. Um, and if for those of you who are not aware of it, it's you know kind of the Irwin Ranch um, area out there. Um, there's a small pond of these endangered species. Um, it's currently supported by CSD's um, drinking water. Uh, they basically have a meter out there, then they pump in about yeah between 25 and 50 acre feet a year into that um, little pond and support those those fish that are out there. Um, that is, um, and the uh, CSD, DWP, and BARWA all uh, pay for that water um, to support those fish. Um, this project would supplement the water for that um, either by either by directly um, bringing water out to that pro to that uh, location or by in lieu um, of water recharge from this project. Either way, it will it will support that additional. Okay, and so do you guys have environmental advocacy groups weighing in either way on this project at all? Yeah, we have a couple of environmental groups supporting you know, throughout the valley supporting the project. Um, we've we've uh, talked to the Sierra Club and a bunch of others down the hill, both in Lucerne, up here, um, about this project, and we've basically heard nothing but support. Maybe you want to talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, so right now we're going through the CEQA process. Part of that was the scoping meetings that we had in January, and we did receive comments from environmental groups with concerns. We'll definitely address those in that draft EIR, which should be up this summer. Some of those concerns actually were with bird migration at our plant, solar use, um, the 1977 judgment with the lake, what were the other ones? Um, there was the taking water from Lucerne Valley was another one. Yeah. Um, you know, because now we're no longer going to ship that water down there, and there's an uh, environmental impact to that. 
Um, so there. Yeah, we're currently working through all of those concerns, and they'll be addressed in the draft EIR. Thank you. Okay, so let's quickly go back to cost. I think I heard you say at a recent meeting that about four point nine million dollars has been spent on spent on the project so far. You do have financial support from your member entities and other agencies like the DWP throughout the valley, but you are also aggressively chasing grants. Can you talk briefly about um, how you're what you're doing to make sure that this is the least uh, expensive that it can be? <laughs> yeah. So uh, just that we so we have partnering agencies that have supported this project from the very beginning. That included MWD, DWP, and CSD. Um, I think that that's, um, I, I really want to emphasize how much we appreciate their support in getting this project off the ground. Um, they've uh, cost-shared this project up to $2.4 million to date. Um, we do have several grants. Uh, we have spent about $4.9 million total. Um, we have several grants right now. I think the number sits about $16.9 million in grants uh, to date received for this project. We have several other grants in the works. Um, obviously, every time we get a grant, that affects the, our bottom line and that affects the rates. So we're constantly trying to look for more additional grants and uh, other ways that we can, we can support this project overall. But, you know, we're trying to bring that cost down, make it, a, you know, as reasonable as possible. This is an expensive project. It really is. But we know long term wise, it's probably the number one project in the valley. Okay, so walk me through the timeline. When can uh, myself and other residents start seeing a, a completed project and, and water pumping into Baker Pond and you know things actually happening? Yeah, so um, we have that pilot tour that we, we talked about uh, that Bridget mentioned. Um, that's happening on July 19th. That'll give you an overview of what the project's gonna look like as far as on a small scale. Um, we are going to uh, start the design work probably towards fall timeframe now. Um, we're looking at fall timeframe and we'll start that design work for the, the project. It's about, you know, about 18 months to get that designed and then we'll be out uh, for, for bid for this project. So we expect to be bidding the project. Um, Bridget, do you remember the dates for, it's like, I, I believe it's, we'll be bidding it in 2024. September of 24, 24. around there. Around that time frame, we'll be bidding the project, and then uh, we expect to be completed um, by January of 27. So that's the that's the the goal. My, my goal is 26. You know, sometime in 26, or, you know, late in 26. But but uh, every every time, you know, we have a lot to contend with with, with permits and construction schedules and the other, you know, procurement of of uh, equipment is another big issue, right? Because right now um, in, in the world, I'm, I'm sure everybody's aware of, you know, just getting parts and products right now is very difficult at times. Okay, so uh, regarding current status, CSD has finished their 218 process to my knowledge, so it's good to go there. Big Bear, City of Big Bear Lake is still in the middle of their 218 process. But in general, and Bridget, maybe you can answer this one, what can residents do to uh, support or write in about their concerns or simply get questions answered on, on the project? I believe the final hearing for the City of Big Bear Lake to address the Prop 218 is at the end of the month. So residents can write in with a protest letter or a support letter 
so the city council knows you know, what the residents want to do with the rate increase that they're going to be passing through Carlisle. But beyond that, I mean, on the project itself, uh, if they just want questions answered, obviously there's an open house. You guys have had scoping meetings for the empire, environmental impact report. Um, is there any other ongoing way that they can show their support and or write in with questions or, or anything regarding the project in general? Yeah, they can email us, admin at bbarwa.org. They can call us. They can stop by our office between 8 and 3, Monday through Friday. They can make a comment on any of our posts. We typically respond within a few hours. Um, but we do get a lot of emails as well, um, you know, through the website, either Barwa's website or the Replenish website. But really, any method of communication, we respond to. So if somebody wants to, you know, show up, make a call, send an email, Next, you know, we, we, we respond pretty quickly to all of those. Okay, well, I'm going to leave it to you guys if I'm missing anything or if there's anything else you want to add or anything um, that we can, you know, highlight that we may have left out regarding the project. No, I, I, think, uh, I, think, I think you've hit uh, most of what I would say about the project. I mean, obviously, for people to fully understand, you know, the project, as things get moved forward and we start in construction, you'll start to see drawings and you'll start to see actual movement of equipment and, and dirt out here. Uh, you know, obviously, we're gonna, you know, people are going to see a lot more and that'll be really impactful for the valley because every time I go out to move any kind of equipment or do anything out here, everybody's, oh, you're starting the project. So I'm getting that kind of response, which is really exciting because obviously they're looking forward to it. So really appreciate the opportunity to, to get out in the public and and start to, to um, get them better informed. Obviously, we've, we've been trying and we want everybody to be informed about the project 100%. And yeah, the, you know, the, about the cost, about you know, the timelines and all those kind of things. But we're really excited to get this project underway and, and finished up for, for the community. Amen. Awesome. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd yeah, come, like, out, come out for the tacos and stay for the tour. Okay. I'd like to thank uh, General Manager of Barwa, David Lawrence, and Management Analyst Bridget Burton for your time and for letting us know a little bit more about uh, Replenish Big Bear. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us and thanks for the education. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.